0: Back in 2005, after I was ordained in Los Angeles, I moved to Chicago, a city where I knew nobody. It turned out to be an okay move because I met my husband there. But... Also, they have a few weeks of really nice weather. That first job out of rabbinical school was very different from what I do around here. I was a rabbi in residence at a suburban Jewish high school. And my duties at the high school were vast and varied. I taught no less than five classes each semester. If you're not a teacher, you don't understand how much that is. (laughs) I was always designing or redesigning two more curricula. There were tefila duties and parent education and advising five to ten students, and I needed to be connected to a club. I needed to be connected as a liaison to an extracurricular club for <coughs> spoiled suburban Jewish teenagers. Was I the staff liaison for the Vad Tefila, the ritual committee? Nope. Was I the staff liaison for the Bible competition? Nope. Was I the staff liaison for the holidays committee? No, 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 no. Rabbi Robin Fryer, who wasn't a Fryer Bodzin yet, was the staff liaison for the VOD Vogue, the fashion committee. <laughs> you heard right. Vad Vogue, the fashion committee. Why? Well, because clothing and accessories are actually important, and they play a role in our lives. Rav Kook writes, the first Chief Rabbi of of pre-state Israel, writes that clothing has a dual purpose. Its first function is utilitarian, protecting us from the elements: the cold, the rain, the wind, the sun. In this respect, he writes, our apparel corresponds to the fur of beasts and the feathers of birds, except that the animals have it better. They never need to change clothes or worry about acquiring new ones when their garments wear out or no longer fit. Their wardrobe comes naturally. The second function of clothing, he writes, on the other hand, is unique to humans. Our attire affects our state of mind. It influences how we feel about ourselves and the image that we wish to project. And yes, we have a very popular teaching in Pirkei Avot of Al-Tistah Kelba Kan Kan do not look on the outside. Don't look at the vessel, but rather what it contains. But this week's Torah portion focuses on the external and what we see on the outside. Near the beginning, Moses is told, "Va'asita b'gdei kodesh li'aharon achicha lechavod uletifaret. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for honor and for beauty. We read that the Kohen Gadol had a very specific outfit that needed to be performed to do a very specific task. And this outfit would elevate and dignify him. On this verse, the Sforno writes, to render honor and glory to the Almighty through the wearing of such resplendent garments when performing temple services. In essence, the Sforno, the Italian commentator who wrote in the late 1400s, Believe that wearing certain clothing honored and glorified God. What was on the outside mattered when approaching the divine. A seasonal example of this is seen in the story of Esther. We read at the beginning of chapter 5. <laughs> Now, it came to pass that on the third day, the third day after Esther had been been fasting, that Esther put on her royal apparel and she stood in the inner court of the king's house, hopefully to actually get an opportunity to see the king. Now, there was no way that Queen Esther could show up to see the king with a messy bun in her yoga pants and a sweatshirt. she needed to dress the part. And you can draw parallels between Esther and the Kohen Gadol. Special garments help both of them prepare spiritually and to risk their lives, to take on the role of an intercessor and to impress onlookers with their stature. Now, if Esther needed to dress in a certain way, to see a king of flesh and blood, then all the more so called the Homer, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would need to dress a certain way to see God, the king of all kings. When worn with intention, our clothing and our style make statements. On Wednesday of this week, I was in the sanctuary for a while. I was filming part of an educational video on anti-Semitism for the Toronto Police Service. The intention is that it will be shown to officers across the GTA and potentially across the province. Chief Demke will be in it, Michael Levitt will be in it, and a few others. Now before the filming, I sat in our Simcha lounge, formerly known as the bride's room, and I had my hair professionally styled by a woman named Diana. Why? Well, because I didn't want to be seen all over the province with tefillin head that I usually have for the rest of the day, you know. Rambam teaches, "Malbush Talmid Chacham, Malbush Avenaki. The disciple of the wise should wear becoming and clean clothing. I understand this to mean that a Talmid Chacham, a bright student, which I try so hard to be, should always be presentable. And sometimes we people of a certain age need a little help with that. How many of us, in the past 141 days, have started wearing this necklace, which says "Halev Shelanu Shavui Ba'aza"? Our heart is captured, is captive in Aza, and in English it says, "Bring them home now." Now, these necklaces, oh right, thanks Yaakov. It's actually what's on the cover here, so you can see a big one. Now these necklaces, in my own opinion, they're not so attractive. (laughs) They're They're not the most gorgeous piece of jewelry we've ever worn. But by wearing them, we are wearing our firmest belief around our neck. They make a statement. A military dog tag Identifies a soldier. And this identifies us as someone who is constantly thinking about Israel. And I know there are many of you in this room who think about Israel without wearing one. But similarly, I've been wearing an Amisra El Chai bracelet as well for the last three months because our outer appearance and our clothing can send a message of who we are and what we believe, and it can make an impression. My own personal jewelry showcases my devotion to the Jewish people and to the State of Israel. Mayor Libush ben Yechiel Michal Weiser, known as the Malbim, wrote the following in the 1800s, And you shall make sacred garments. The garments that God commanded to make were ostensibly outer garments, such that their makeup is discussed, how the craftsmen are to make them with their work. But they really indicate inner clothes that the priests of God should make, to clothe their souls with thoughts and traits and proper tendencies, which are the clothes of the soul. And the craftsmen did not make those garments. But God commanded Moses that he should make these sacred garments, meaning to teach them how to refine their souls and their traits. In such a way, they will wear kavod vatif aret upon their internal souls. And that's my bracha for you this morning. That we should all try to be like the Kohen Gadol, the high priest and cultivate ways to wear kavod and tifaret, honor and beauty, on our souls. In an era with so many messages of hate being directed to us, let's aim for majesty and beauty and enriching our relationship with God. If, like Rav Cook writes, our attire affects our state of mind, And influences how we feel about ourselves and the image that we wish to project, then maybe what we wear might get us there. Shabbat Shalom.